1: All right, let me tell you about Rough Greens. Owning your dog is a lot of responsibility. Taking care of their basic needs isn't always as simple as it might seem. That's why we always say no to the kids. I want a dog. No. Feed Uno and take care of him for two months straight. You do it, we'll get a dog. No. You have to really pay attention. And when your dog doesn't eat like Uno didn't, we tried everything. And then we tried Rough Greens. Rough Greens was uh, created by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black and it's full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, you name it. It's healthy for your dog, it's probably in Rough Greens. Now this isn't a food, this is something you sprinkle on his kibble food or whatever he's eating. And dogs love it. It's like dog crack. He eats everything in his bowl now, and we've seen a tremendous difference in his activity level with Rough Greens. R-U-F-F-Greens slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. Get your first trial bag free. Pay for shipping. 833-GLEN-33. To the uh, Glenn Beck program. I love the uh, LA Times. Will moving to the middle on immigration deliver electoral success to Democrats in 2022? Oh my gosh, are we this stupid? Are we that nah, I forget it. I know the answer to that. Uh, we have Stephen Moore coming up in just a second. He is a uh, he's on the committee for uh, uh, the committee to unleash prosperity. He's the co-founder, also the Heritage Foundation Distinguished Fellow, and uh, Stephen will be talking to us about this marvelous economy. the stock market is just doing lovely things, or is it? Stephen Moore, Carol Roth, this hour, stand by. First, Jace Medical, there's always got to be something out there to worry about, doesn't there? I mean, are you a little tired of this? Here's the thing: you just check them a few things off of your uh, to-do list, and you don't have to worry about them. Medication shortages are a real issue right now, and they're going to be—they're going to get worse. Take this problem into your own hands with the Jace case by Jace Medical. Pack a different antibiotics that you can use to treat a host of bacterial illnesses in an emergency. You'll have them in your home, ready for use if there's a situation where you can't get the medication you need. And if things in the supply chain get worse, that's going to be the vast majority of vital medications. Don't delay. You can get some of those vital medications, the ones that your family takes every day. Uh, You can get that as well. A year's worth supply from JaceMedical.com. J-A-S-E Medical.com. JaceMedical.com. Go there now. All right. Let's see. Stephen Moore is on. Stephen, we were just t- talking about the best and worst presidents and uh oh, yeah. forget yeah. about forget about biden and trump forget about those who's on your top five best presidents mine yeah
0: uh okay um uh, george washington of yes. course their greatest president greatest american um i'm gonna have to go with uh james madison I'm going to have to go with Reagan, and I'm going to have to go with Calvin Coolidge, yes. the most underrated president. Yes, yes, and Donald Donald J. Trump.
1: And Donald J. Trump, I told you you couldn't use him, but you you went ahead <laughs> and did it anyway. <laughs> okay,
0: wait, okay. Then, well, wow. then, um, then I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to have to go with Harding, who died in office, but he was. Um, He's ranked by the liberals as one of the worst presidents. But, of course, the liberals are the, are <laughs> crazy, yeah. but um, I, I like him. Now, I'm going to say this. The thing that's most amazing about that poll, because we just wrote something in our hotline this morning about this, that um, this is almost hilarious that they rank Joe Biden, Barack Obama, and Bill Clinton as greater presidents than Ronald Reagan.
1: I know. Incredible. The I man know.
0: who won the Cold War, who revived the American economy, rebuilt America. I mean, it, it, as I said, you know, this says much more about American scholars and university yeah. professors than it does well, about who is a good president. And who's but not. If,
1: if you look at their list, it really is. The, the ones they favor the most are the ones who made – the most advances for an end to constitutional, uh, you know, of uh, balance. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So, you so, know.
0: For example, I would say, I think you and I, we've talked about this over the years, Glenn. I think you and I agree that our worst president was Woodrow Wilson. Yes. Um, who gave us the, quote, progressive movement. Correct. Uh, put us into World War One. I. I don't believe we should have ever been in World War One. No, me neither. Um, and uh, so I think Wilson's one of the worst, and um, you know, FDR is the, is one of the most overrated as well.
1: But he was a racist and uh, and you know and not a not a great guy. I think you know he was okay in in World War II. He gave people yes. hope with his speeches, yes. et cetera, et cetera. But he created this giant state. And he also yep. welcomed all the communists into our into our country in yep, our government.
0: Did. Yep, he did. And oh. uh, and we wouldn't have you know two trillion dollar deficits today if it were not for FDR.
1: So your worst, the worst. Give me the top five worst. Uh,
0: well, Wilson, Wilson. obviously, um, I think. Uh, I you know I don't know the 19th century presidents that well, yeah, well. so I can't say. I mean, Buchanan was awful, yeah. horrible president. I think Jimmy Carter has to be one of the worst. Um, and LBJ, you know, did you say? Uh, well, LBJ was yeah pretty pretty bad president. Um, yeah. I, I would say you know you said I couldn't say Biden right, but <laughs>
1: yeah. well, you're going to yeah, anyway.
0: I think Biden really is a truly horrible president Mm -hmm. in every way. In every way. Much worse. You know, I didn't think we could get he could be worse than Obama, but he has been.
1: Yeah. Well, he's I mean, I think he's doing all the things that Obama wanted to do and not get credit for.
0: It's the third term. And now they want Obama fourth term with Uh with uh, with bringing in Michelle.
1: I have (laughs) a thousand (laughs) dollar bet riding on this with Stu. He says no way. I say that's the plan.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, great minds think alike. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, it, by the way, I pray that you know when I say my prayers at night, you know, I say please keep Joe Biden healthy, please, please, please. No, no stroke, no nothing. Uh, we want to run against Joe Biden.
1: Uh, all right, let's talk a little bit about because the the <laughs> left is all talking about how wonderful this is this economy is. And I've been saying recently it's because, well, if you look at what the upper crust is happening to them, they're not affected as much Mm -hmm. uh, by any stretch of the imagination by uh, the um, uh, by inflation. But especially if you're a giant corporation or you're in with the cool kids, you're making money hand over fist. But Mm -hmm. you say the stock market is not actually doing as well as everybody thinks.
0: Yeah, so um, if you look, one of the first rules of investing is you have to take a look at your after inflation rate of return on your money, not your before inflation rate of return. So, um, you know, how much can you buy with the money, you know, that you're making? And so we've had inflation is up 20% since. since Biden came in office is in his first three years. That's a dismal, dismal record. It's Jimmy Carter levels of inflation. And so the stock market is up, you know, under over that period by about 28%, but 20% of that 28%, I mean, you know, so two thirds of that is just due to the higher prices. So when you adjust it for inflation, the stock market is up about eight or 9% under Biden in real terms, you know what the number was, Glenn, for Donald Trump? 20? Guessing. 32.
1: 32. 32. Holy cow.
0: So, you know, so, it you know, about three to four times higher rate of returns. Um, now, look, the market's doing well this year. I mean, there's no doubt about that. How? I, there was a funny article in the in the Wall Street Journal yesterday, or this morning, I guess it was, saying, you know, gee, the economy's saying exactly what you were just kind of spoofing. You know, the economy's doing so well. Why are people so unhappy? Right. Well, because this is the most important number. In fact, I saw President Trump last week, and I showed him this chart that um, really tells the whole story. So under uh, Donald Trump, one of the things we were proud of was that the median income in the United States for a family, mm-hmm. the median means, as you know, people are exactly in the middle. They saw a $6,000 increase in the real incomes, which is big. That's a big number over, um, you know, four years. You know what the number is under Biden so far? No. Negative 2,000.
1: Ne- wow. Wait, wait, negative what? Negative
0: 2,000. So what I'm saying is, and this is something nobody in the media seems to get, there's a reason Americans are unhappy, because they're poorer today than when Biden came into office, period. Hard Everybody stop. knows that. Yes.
1: Everybody knows that. So um, when you look at all of this, I mean, I would think that this would be a real, in any other time in my life, this would be an open and shut case. For sure, Joe Biden would be losing, Right
0: yeah yeah
1: absolutely at any other time um what can they do to juice this to make people feel in the short term and have you heard of anything are they what are they doing what's the fed doing treasury right,
0: right. so uh that's a great question i get. I get asked that question all the time. Uh, what are they going to try to do to juice the economy? And the first obvious thing, and I'm not saying, I'm not making accusations here. I'm just saying it's a possibility that the Fed under Jerome Powell will juice the economy with a huge deluge of money, you know, and in the short term, that makes people feel richer, right? Of course, it, pretty soon people realize it's just inflated money that they're they're getting. So you know, keep an eye on that. Does the Fed start really lowering interest rates and pumping trillions of dollars more money into the economy? That's what they did in the, the first two yeah. years of the Biden administration. Uh, the second thing they're doing is priming the pump by massive increases in government spending and debt. You know, there's Biden is not just the most financially irresponsible president in history, he is by far the most financially irresponsible president. We've increased the debt by, I know these numbers are. Incomprehensible, but a six trillion dollar increase in three years in our national debt I mean, even nobody 's ever come close to that uh, and by the way we 're not in a war that 's <laughs> not my check it 's not like World War two what is it Where is all that money going? It would be one thing if we we're borrowing for you know to fix our roads or better hospitals or better schools or, what have we gotten for that 6 trillion dollars oh windmills and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah crap TVs that nobody wants to buy right uh so it's it's been and, and did you know by the way Glenn, this is something that little sticks in my throat um did you know there's a 350 billion i didn't say million billion dollar green energy slush fund run being run out of the white house. Do you know that? Three hundred and fifty billion dollars.
1: What, what, what? How?
0: <laughs> this is the so-called inflation reduction act. It created a three hundred and fifty billion dollar program where the, the white house just passed out money. No, I'm not done yet. Glenn, do you know who runs that program? Uh, no. You're not going to believe this. John Podesta.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: John Podesta, how much do you think he knows about energy policy? Mm-hmm. He's just a political hack. So they have a $350 billion slush fund. Where do you think that money, money is going? It's going to every Democratic operative. It's going to every green energy group. It's going to all these businesses that have you know, given campaign contributions to Biden. This is the biggest graft in the history of the United States.
1: Well, you're not improving my mood much. Uh, <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah, I know. All right, no,
0: let me ask you. Bill- I work at the Heritage Foundation. We're the largest conservative think tank. $350 billion? That's like 3,000 Heritage Foundations.
1: <laughs> yeah. See, that's the scariest thing to me. All this money that's sloshing around. I know, you know, I, I can't prove it. My gut just tells me a lot of this war money is yeah. going. All over the world, setting up new little NGOs and little things yep. that help yep. them. I mean, it, yep. it, I would be shocked if we find out in the end that that's not what happened to a lot of that money.
0: Of course. Of course it did. It's going into the hands of it's a pay to play operation. And uh, that's why the Democrats, you know, I don't know, if you've been noticing, they're raising three times as much money as the Republicans are right now. Well, you can raise a lot of money if you're passing out 350
1: billion dollars. Jeez. Uh, all right. Can, can I ask you two <laughs> Sorry, questions I'm on? T- I'm I know. Up, no. <laughs> well, you're not doing it. Um, all right. Give me uh, let, let, give me a minute. I want to ask you two questions on Trump. One of them is about the 355 million dollars he had. 400 million in cash. That's yeah. that's gone now. He's got to actually step up with that money to put it in a bond even if you know he does go to trial again Um, that's a lot of money to lose Uh, and i also want to talk to you about debt spending with donald trump we'll do that in 60 seconds stand by got a challenge for you if you're like most people there are probably some things you'd change about your mobile plan if it wasn't a big hassle right you'd get in there fiddle around with it maybe save some money in the process here's a challenge Take just a little bit of time today and go to patriotmobile.com back. Look and see what they have. I think you're going to like what you see. Um, they have everything that you would want in a mobile plan. They are going to save you money. They're also on the same cell towers as the three major networks. So, you know, Patriot Mobile is going to give you exactly the same coverage if you're on one of the big major networks. They also don't send your money uh, that you worked hard for to aid in things like Planned Parenthood. This is the same nationwide service with Patriot Mobile that supports and loves America. They have affordable plans for your budget. Excellent coverage. Top-notch U.S.-based customer service. Go to PatriotMobile.com back Beck. Make the switch today. 972-PATRIOT. You'll get free activation when you use the offer code Beck. So join me. Make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash back. PatriotMobile.com slash back. Ten seconds. Station ID. Senator! So with the Democrats getting all of this money uh, and outraising the Republicans, you know, in a big way, and Donald Trump having his—what ca- he said he had, $400 million in cash— that's all gone uh, because of these judgments. Uh, what is your what? What? I'm sure he doesn't let you in on all of these. Maybe he does. But uh, how are you feeling about his ability to run? Well,
0: um, I don't know about his personal finances, so I can't really talk yeah. about that. Um, I mean, I think as 90 percent of Americans that uh, this is the mo- one of the most outrageous verdicts ever. Uh, ever, as you know, as you know, this was a a victimless crime if it was a crime at all no one
1: one has ever been prosecuted or even found guilty if they were uh, for this particular crime in 70 years nobody
0: no and here's the thing let's say that uh, you know I come to you and say you know I've got this great property and I want to sell it to you Glenn uh, and and I appraise it at five million dollars so do you want to buy it from me and uh, are you just going to say, oh, yeah, oh. okay, if you say it's worth $5 million, I'll, oh. you know, I'll. I'm going to say, <laughs> l-
1: let me look at it. Let me review yeah, it exactly. and see. And I'll get somebody else to evaluate. That, that's of how it course. always works.
0: <laughs> of course. And and people will, um, you know, overestimate the value. It's like when you buy a house, you bid below the asking price, right? right? And, and right. you also go, you do have a house doctor come in and make sure that everything is working, blah, blah, blah. So the idea that, um, and by the way, people, the people who bought these properties for from Trump made money. They didn't lose money. They made money. So I my, my head is twisted around. I don't understand how this is fraud. And uh, so.
1: What is the it's effect? Just, what is the effect um uh, on New York State? I mean, Hochul came out that's and said a big deal. yeah, did you
0: see that uh, a couple of major oh, uh, yeah. investors today, just O'Leary and a couple others said, um we're out of here. And by the way, the last thing New York needs right now is more people to leave more of and, and and incidentally, people like Donald Trump, who built, you know he he built you know so many of these properties he helped build new york and this is the way they repay him i I mean do you remember you know the story about the skating rink. rink, they couldn't they couldn't get it together you know he walked he it was taking years to do this and he came in and he got it done in six months so uh no good deed ever goes unpunished in politics this is uh very scary as you know i think while you're by the way it's just a personal story i worked for trump i was one of his economists. I swear to God, but I'm not making this up. Sometimes I wake up in a cold cold sweat in the middle of the night, and I I have this dream that I go to the door in the middle of the night. Somebody's pounding on my door. I open it up, and there's three FBI agents with machine guns there uh, to haul me. I mean, I feel like we're living in the Soviet Union, the way they're going after anybody, not just Trump, but anybody who supported Trump.
1: Oh, I know. I know. So uh, thank you, by the way, for this, Stephen, and thank you for still standing up. There's a lot of people that are bailing because they don't want the hassle. And uh, I know that And it's not hassle. It's the potential of gulag uh, if this continues. Uh, And it's it's frightening. Can
0: I just say one thing, Glenn, because it's important. And and Trump says this, and people kind of laugh, the left laughs at him, but it is true. They're not just going after him. Oh, I know. (laughs) They're going Elon, after anyone who supports him yes. or works for him. Or and it's not him. just
1: him. It's right. anyone that opposes and has any kind of impact. In, in, look at Elon Musk. He buys Twitter, and that's when seven federal investigations start on him. Right. I mean, right. they'll do it to anybody. They'll do it to anybody. And they are. And they are. Uh stephen, let me um we have to have you on more often. I keep saying this every time you're on, but Let's do it more. Um, yeah. but uh let me ask you, one thing that we can't handle is giant debt. And Donald uh-huh. Trump doesn't have a problem with debt. Um, yeah. He wants to grow it, and so you pay for that debt. And I get that, but we've got is he going to get in and just continue this kind of spending?
0: Well, you know, first of all, I, I admire so much of what Trump did for our economy and for our country. Too. And and but you're right. You know, the one issue he was not good on is he, he, he did not cut the budget. I want to see the budget cut. You do. Um, but yeah, but if you're growing the economy. You know, that helps a lot in terms of reducing the burden of the debt. Um, He will uh, get better trade deals. He's going to get control of the border. He's going to produce American energy. He's going to do all these things that are so good for the economy. But I hate to tell you this. You know, politicians love to play Santa Claus. (laughs) You know, they love to pass out other people's money. So
1: at some point that kills us to lower
0: the debt is to to get more revenue in by growing the economy faster.
1: It was the same thing that Reagan did, however. Uh, at some point, we've spent too much, and we're, I mean, nope. you, we That's just right. cannot keep up with this kind of uh, spending. Stephen Moore, uh, thank you so much. Always good to talk to you, right. my friend. God bless you. You too. Thank Thanks you, so. Stephen Moore. Back in just a second, Carol Roth joins us. We have some good news that we should celebrate and a warning coming up next. Back. If you're hoping that any day now this federal government's gonna write the ship on the economy, I hope you pack to lunch because you're gonna be waiting a long time for that. The unfortunate truth is, not only is the government not going to do that, they're trying to do the exact opposite. And it's up to you to protect yourself and your family until you see the Starfield rolling in the other direction. One of the best ways you can do that is with precious metals. Give Lear Capital a call today. Ask for their free wealth protection guide. There's no obligation. You'll just get the free information on protecting your hard-earned financial future with gold and silver. You don't have to buy anything on the phone right now. I mean, if you do, I'll I'll get into that in a second. Uh, You just read that information, study it out, talk to your spouse, pray on it, and if it's right for you, then buy it. Go to Lear Capital, $3 billion in trusted transactions over the years, thousands of five-star reviews. And if you did buy something, you have a 24-hour risk-free purchase guarantee. All right, you can trust Lear Capital, and they'll open your account with $250 towards your purchase just because you listen to me. 800-889-3070, Lear Capital.
0: Tucker Carlson, first interview back from Russia, live with Glenn Beck, only for Blaze TV subscribers, blazetv.com slash Glenn, code is free speech.
1: Carol Roth, a former New York uh, Wall Street banker, uh, who, you know, woke up and went, who am, what am I, t- am I on the wrong side? Uh and she has uh has done an awful lot of good. She's the author now of You Will Own Nothing, former investment banker. She we I have her on because I want to talk to her about BlackRock's new voting system. Um but she has a couple of things I, I want to let you know. First, she has a new newsletter out, Carol slash news. Sign up for it, Carol news. Carol, I wanted to start with you because you are a former New York uh, investment banker. What is the fallout going to be on this Donald Trump uh, conviction and $355 million fine? Never been done before. Not even with the Gambino crime family. They never did this.
2: Yeah, okay, so I'm just going to correct San Francisco investment banker because I don't want to lump myself in with all of those New York investment Uh, bankers. Like that's any better. (laughs) So (laughs) this, the implications of this are horrifying for everybody who is in business, when you think about presenting your company in the best light, whether it is a startup firm, a venture capital firm, a private equity firm, real estate holdings, any publicly or privately held company that has adjusted EBITDA, they are saying, here's what we think the business is, but we're going to put this in the best light. And what this particular judgment has done, in my opinion, has said, you know, even if somebody hasn't gotten hurt, even if, you know, the bank that you've presented this to or the investors said, hey, we made a ton of money, we're not a counterparty to this suit, that the state can come in and say, well, we don't think this is right. We've done our own calculations. We've that you have some, you know, numbers that you got wrong here. And we're going to charge you with fraud civilly, not criminally, civilly civilly. and then put in some insane judgment that is basically like sticking your finger in the air and seeing which way the wind blows because there is no actual damages. The bank has said that they were not victimized, that they made a ton of fees. And so who really is the counterparty here? They're saying that there was some sort of ill-gotten gain. They made this up. And this has a incredibly disturbing implication for any business. If this is the standard, then basically I would say every business in the United States, somebody needs to be thrown in jail and assessed hundreds of millions of dollars because this happens throughout all of business.
1: I will tell you if Elon Musk was still in California, I bet he'd be shaking in his boots because if this can happen in New York, it could happen in California. Um, And they're already going after him with all kinds of stuff. Even if you're on the right side currently, if your company ever falls against the state on anything, you're opening up yourself for the end. I mean, uh, how how much of an impact will this have on businesses being and locating themselves in New York?
2: Well, that's the interesting question, because everybody thinks that it can't happen to them. Oh, it's Donald Trump. He's done, you know, all of these things that we've heard about in the media. This can never happen to me. And there is a lot of ego and a lot of hubris, particularly with the financial services and other companies that are based in New York City. Uh, we have seen some level of exodus based on crime, taxes and yeah. you know, other decisions. So obviously, the, the ones who have been savvy have already gotten out of there. Started to decouple from New York, but I think that the when something like this happens, they see this this big personality and they say it can't happen to me. But why not? Why can't it happen to you? If you go against whatever the narrative is, if you go against the state, and you know you say something that they don't like, this is, um, you know, as we've talked about before, sort of a soft form of social credit. You are not oh, yeah. aligned with what we want, so we are going to find ways to pen penalize you financially. It's terrible, and it it is absolutely terrifying.
1: All right, so um, let me talk to you here. We we have about uh, six minutes here to talk about okay. this um justin haskins who is um uh, my co-writer of, of my book um we talk about esg and all of this stuff all the time go back and forth he's much he, if you think i'm a pessimist he's even more of a pes- pessimist but he wrote to me the other day and he's like glenn this is great news the you know the us esg bills and the european esg collapse and now companies are getting out. Even BlackRock says they're getting out of it. And, I, and I, I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're entering the time of an election. And this is also what every progressive institution does. They are exposed. Oh, we're not going to do that with your gas stove. And then they do it anyway in another form. Are you, I mean, we should celebrate that we have them on the ropes, But we cannot let the pressure up. We have to pursue them because they're trying to make an escape.
2: Yeah, I think this is the absolute perfect analogy. And I know, Justin, and we have some conversations offline as well about all of this stuff. And I do think there are a lot of things to celebrate because of the work that you and Justin have done, Glenn, your audience has done in, in raising awareness, some of the state level leadership. We are seeing um, a lot of shifts happening. You know, We saw JP Morgan, PIMCO, State Street all extract themselves from the climate 100 plus Pledge, which is basically financial institutions uh, cracking down on companies and and trying to push them into this ESG these directives, and so we just saw that happen this week. And part of that is because they are afraid of the legislation and uh, and being hit with lawsuits. In fact, BlackRock, which shifted from the U.S. being part of it to just Europe being part of it, Mm -hmm. uh, within they said they cited lawsuits, potential lawsuits, as one of the Concern. So this is, you know, coming from the New York Times, coming from the mainstream media, they are scared, but it's not enough. And you know that goes back to this new um, BlackRock voting initiative, proxy voting initiative, where they don't want to be the ones to take the blame and say, "Well, we're not pushing this. You're voting for it." Right. And instead of you know going ahead and um, giving you the ultimate choice on how to vote, they're going to give you options. But of mm. their options, almost all of them have to do. I know this is going to shock you, Glenn. With Climate or climate impact oh. or environment or social. Th- I know it's a social wow. responsibility. It's, so I it could is-
1: have Soviet communism, Chinese communism, or uh, North Korean or, or North Korean communism, but I yes. can choose. I can choose. You get a pick. Got you it. Get a All pick. right. Wow. That's quite a choice. Um, yeah. So it- go ahead.
2: Oh, I was going to say, and it's um, the way they're doing it is is obviously they've been paying attention to your program because they're trying to really manipulate you in one direction or another. They have this one um, choice that's called the ISS. Catholic faith-based policy. Oh
1: so you're gosh. going, oh,
2: okay. That's great. That's going to be aligned potentially with my values and patriotic values. But what they say is, quote, that it's aligned with social responsibility and quote the active ownership and investment philosophies of, Gle-, or I'm sorry, uh, broadly consistent with the objectives of socially responsible shareholders as well as the teachings of Catholicism and Christianity. And then they talk about, for you know, social environmental uh, social impact. Yeah, that they're going along with, you know, the the social and environmental uh, philosophies of Catholic based teaching. Yeah, I mean, they're real. They're really trying to to make sure that you don't read this and say, oh, this is going to be aligned with my values. But they're just pushing this in a different way to manipulate you. So now they can say that you're the one that voted for this.
1: Unbelievable. So damn evil. Um, is. I is. I'm looking at uh, all of the things that are happening, like the farmers. Uh, you know, that's that's kind of calmed down now over in Europe because the politicians said, you know what? You're right. You're right. We're not going to push those things. We're going to hold. We're going to hold. There's an election coming out this summer. Yeah. And after the election, we'll bring that back up. But I think you're right. And I think these farmers just might be dumb enough to think that they won, but they didn't win. You, you cannot... This is like, uh, you know, any good war strategy. You cannot let them regroup, fall back and regroup someplace else. You must pursue them at some point because they're going to keep doing it over and over. They'll just pop up someplace else or under a different name or another new way to manipulate the reality. And you have to if you don't pursue them, you have to start all over again.
2: Yes. Well, the farmers have obviously been very brave and they have been leading the way. And, um, yeah, I think that they may have won the battle, but they haven't won the war. There was an article that came out in the Financial Times this morning about here in the U.S. about the um, amount of investment dollars that keeps increasing in terms of buying up farmland and that the average age of farmers here in the United States is 58. I would imagine that there's similar demographics mm-hmm. and issues going on around the world. So, you know, they may be placating and saying, OK, we're going to drop this, but we know through the fight against natural asset companies uh, you know some of these other proposals that are coming to the table and things yep. that they keep moving around that they're finding other ways to achieve their objectives I think the good news is is that we are having an impact whether it's the farmers whether it's the, the listeners here using their voice but I know it, it seems exhausting but you've got to devote some part of every week to yeah. advocacy because we're in a situation where you, like you said, you cannot let up. They're on the ropes, but if you let them get that second win, they're going to come back and you know go back at you with some jabs and a, a right hook.
1: Carol Roth, thank you so much. God bless. We'll talk to you again soon. Carol Roth, the author of "You Will Own Nothing." She also has her new uh, uh, newsletter out. You can find it at carolroth.com/slash. News. Back in just a second. First, let me tell you about the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Israel is our historic and many ways spiritual allies. We uh, we trace the roots of our faith to that land and those people. That makes them our brothers and sisters. Those brothers and sisters in the spirit have been caught up in a war that they didn't uh, start. It's been it's been going on since Abraham. Now families are being torn apart. Uh, Israel is in is having a tough go of it right now, and that's why I have officially partnered with the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. They're in the middle of it every day, and I've watched these people over the years. I've done several projects with them and helped them raise money before, um, but I wanted to bring them to the forefront so you understand what they do they're uh, distributing essentials like food and medicine and emergency supplies the need is great uh, so would you go to support ifcj.org support ifcj.org uh, your donation is urgently needed they're having a matching now dollar for dollar so you'll double uh, your um, your investment in this uh, group I want you to do your own homework. Don't take my word for it. I want you to go to their website and look at it. SupportIFCJ.org. That's SupportIFCJ.org.
0: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: Welcome to the uh, Glenbeck program. There's a couple of things going on today. Uh, Spanish conservatives have won the local election uh, as uh, socialism and the socialists retreat from there. This is a, a very big deal uh, in Spain. Socialism is neat still in Spain. Communism or fascism, eh, you know, this is not for everybody, but the Spanish kind of think it's okay. Um. We uh, we also have um, the WHO director. He's very upset. He says conspiracy theories are going to derail his global pandemic treaty. Um, it's a pact with the future. Uh, and it's mission critical in case we have any, anything else that might pop its ugly head. Uh, and what it does is it gives uh, the WHO pretty much control over every nation state uh should they decide that there's a reason um and uh they'll just you know they'll take control everything will be fine you you know they'll control the horizontal and the vertical um but uh, don't worry don't worry everything's going to be good everything's going to be good uh meanwhile the senate is trying to pass a bill uh now or i should say it's being proposed there are some that are trying to pass it that says all treaties all treaties Uh, must go through the Senate. I don't know if you need a bill as much as the Constitution, which states that clearly, but uh, we'll see. Well, this is kind of like our border,
0: where Joe Biden just needs the Republicans to pass this so he can shut the border down. He's been wanting to do it the whole time, and he can't. Yeah. And then now, all of a sudden, he's saying he may just do an executive order to shut the border down. Oh, Well, it's
1: weird. It's like it's almost like he had that power the entire time. That is weird. Hmm. Uh, Brockton High School in Brockton, Massachusetts, the largest public school in the state of Massachusetts. 3,500 students. Apparently, they're having a problem with student violence. Now, what could have gone wrong here? What do you think could have gone wrong with a public school losing control over the students? Uh, they say they have experienced a disturbing increase in the incidents related to violence, security concerns, and substance abuse. Huh. Huh. Uh, apparently, many teachers uh, broke down in tears uh, at the level of school violence there. Uh, gee, I, I mean, what what's happening in our society that would cause a breakdown in the schools and loss of authority in schools? So they are now asking for the national guard to be put in the hallways of this school to bring it under control and and I think this would be great what could possibly happen vladimir loves this uh oh yeah that's uh that's good that's good um that's good i don't think there's a is there anything else to say on that Stu, except that's good no it seems i'm i i can not wait to see how it all turns out yeah you know me too mm-hmm. secretary of state anthony blinken uh has urged the state department now to stop using problematic terms like manpower and of course that problematic mother and father words uh those are very problematic, but don't worry at any time, we could call out the National Guard and we'll get all of this under control. I feel better about that already. By the way, Tucker Carlson, a live interview with me today at 1.30 Central, 2.30 Eastern. The Glenn Beck Program.